Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Italian podcast. I am Elena, your host once again. And today we are doing a Q&A episode with Justin Bizarro, who is on with us. We're really excited to have an opportunity to share some insight with you in leadership and business and things you can even use in your personal life. Before we get started, we would love to have you leave us a review or a five-star rating if you are listening to us on a podcast streaming app. It's very important that we continue to get these ratings as we grow the podcast. You can also follow along with us on the Centurion Instagram and Facebook, which will all be linked in the bio and description of the episode. And we really, really love to hear feedback from you. So we would love to get some commentary from our audience. So thank you so much for that. And welcome, Justin. Hey, Elena, how are you today? Doing well, doing well. I'm excited for our question today and just to learn a little bit more uh, about leadership. Yeah, I'm excited as well. So uh, um, everyone, I, I love everyone and sharing, please submit questions. You know, I think part of the thing that Elaine is asking is we need, we we're happy to answer questions. We can keep coming up with them for sure. But we've got a few early on, but we think um, we need more. Um, so everyone throw out your questions. I'm happy to answer other questions or have research or maybe even find people to answer those questions if we don't know. Um, but let's, you know, sort of broaden the horizon here of what we're asking um, and trying to sort of, you know, get more in depth of this whole leadership question. Because the farther I dive into it forcefully, not any because of food service partners, but because I'm trying to make sure that I um, do my research and stuff for this podcast, it's a, there's a lot of dense, dense centuries and philosophies and, and things that have come out of this in psychology of leadership that's just pretty fascinating and um you know the difference of being a follower and a leader and in the importance of following to learn how to lead but following from a good following a good leader so i think there's a lot of cool things that um are coming out of this podcast for me personally i hope for the audience as well uh and you elena but um all right let's get started what's the question so today's question is going to be, why is the ability to remove a doubt a valuable leadership quality? So I will let you get started um, on this conversation. I love this question, actually. And here's why. Because I think so much leadership uh, studies and people are taught are always about self-doubt. How do you remove self-doubt as a leader? How do you remove self-doubt as a leader? And it puts so much emphasis on removing that self-doubt. I mean, 
at this point in the world with so much research around it, self-doubt is like leadership 101. If you were talking like college, like this is something that you should know how to do and remove self-doubt. There's enough research out there. There's enough ways to practice it. If you're single, you know what to do. Like go try to pick up, talk to people at bars. Pickup's probably the wrong word, but start a conversation and actually build more of a relationship with someone. That's building things like our core value number two. There's different ways to to perfect the skill of trying to get rid of your self-doubt and building confidence and talking to people. Um, so I think that self-doubt, like one-on-one, maybe we'll do a whole podcast about it in depth. But this question is more about being able to remove uh, doubt from someone else. At least I think so. Because I think in leading, you also have to get rid of other people's fears and other people's doubts in something. And you have to be able to almost, you know, scream at mountaintops, um, but have proven leadership while you're screaming and credibility in order to do it. So how do you remove doubt? I think um, if we go back to the self-doubt thing, you know, the way you remove self-doubt from yourself by putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, um, you go through hardship, uh, life kicks you in the ass a few times, um, you bounce back, you know, you um, go out in the world by yourself and make your own mistakes. Those are all things that I think help get rid of self-doubt. We talk about experience and exposure a lot in the leadership of the podcast. Obviously, those are all things also that get rid of self-doubt, um, which is weird because I find that the more experience that you have and the more confidence I have, literally the more questions I have. Like my brain is like, whoa, what about this? Well, what about this? You know, and and so that's the cool part is that even in the pursuit of knowledge and the pursuit of being a great leader, I know that I know less and less. And so I'm thirsty for more and more. And um, so how do you get rid of doubt? Uh, you create that thirst in people. Um, you become that, that beacon and that model of getting rid of your own self-doubt, but also getting rid of doubt when it came to leadership and, and confidence and success. So, okay, I can become confident at the gym. I go to the gym. I do my workout, I get muscles, or I get into shape, or I run the marathon. I, you know, those are incremental things that I think a lot of people even struggle with to do anyway. But, you know, that is a thing to get rid of self-doubt. Get in a gym routine and don't let yourself down. Do something that makes your mental toughness a little better. But that's how you lead the people around you to you. It, they've got to be a little bit uncomfortable. And people are like, oh, the whole point and peace of mind. Yes. But peace of mind comes from purpose and purpose comes from hardship and, and feeling like I've accomplished something and accomplishing something means that I then have the confidence that I know that I did it. So when you get getting rid of doubt means before you ever have to get rid of something or a strategy that the, the, the group doubts or the people that you lead or the team members you lead, as we call them in futures partners or whatever you call them in your organization or your community, the, um, the important thing is that um, you're building confidence in all the employees or all the team members or all the community leaders or all the volunteers, whatever it is, like it, it has to be a little bit difficult, otherwise it's not rewarding in everything that you do. And if you do that first, 
and you get rid of those self-doubts in the individual. And then you also encourage them, like I just said, to go rid of, get rid of their own self-doubts. There's plenty of, like, you can type it in online, how to lead through your self-doubts. Like there's millions of articles, like, and I'm sure we could do a whole series on it because there's so much information on it, but it's encouraging that. Like, I am not the expert in the self-doubt. You know, I went through it. I don't even remember what it was like trying to gain the confidence. I just know that I try to always look forward. So looking backwards through all of it, it's like, eh, yes, I went through all of it. I probably, if I looked at it backwards and had to go through it all again, I mean, like, oh shit, that was really tough. Would I do that again? I don't know, probably. Because I don't know how else to gain experience and get rid of self-doubt other than going through it. So everyone's got to go through it. So if you want to get rid of self-doubt as a team, you know, athlete and coaches do this all the time. You use practice to push them as a group and push them into hardship. And you've got to actually make it uncomfortable. It's practice should be hard. Practice in your corporate environments should be hard. There should be uncomfortability and learning and growing. That's the point, growing pains. And so when it comes time to promote a strategy or something that people are going to be afraid of and have doubt, especially in a world that fear mongers so much right now, people are so attached to fears and fear is bred into our school systems and and our parents and our grandparents and our social circles and, and a lot of people when you try to succeed or you try to go outside the comfortability, it's their uncomfort that they're bringing on you. That's obviously a valuable lesson. Like don't take it personally. Like that's, I do sometimes still to this day because I'm a big dreamer and I have big drive and no one gets in my way and I use the negativity or the doubt. I use other people's doubt as my motivation to prove them wrong. and. It's just what drives me on, on a greater purpose. Obviously, what drives me is growing humans. And I feel that proving someone wrong and saying, hey, I did it and I worked my way up. It wasn't just luck. And, and I'm willing to do this with you and share it on a podcast. That person can be like, oh, maybe they can get rid of the same doubt that they were projecting on me. You know, so um, it's the same with the employees. We're forcing it. I'm living by example. I push through my doubts. Um, and then corporately, hopefully when you come up with a strategy, like I said, that's hard. You're already preparing them for the hardship. And yes, there's going to be doubts and fears, but they're a little more conditioned to it. Like we talk about sports conditioning and, and conditioning, but it's the same mentally. Like we need to condition our, our athletes, our corporate athletes, if that's what you want to call them mentally. You know, it's just the same thing. You prepare, you train, and it's beyond just the skill sets and it's beyond the warm and fuzzy and butterfly and rainbows and everyone should just get along. You know, there should be competition. It should be difficult at times. It should encourage hard conversations. Hey, and businesses, you, people spend most of their time at work, really. Like, I mean, I can't think of thinking about it and involved in their lives and everything else. So, you know, why not make it more? why not have it be more purposeful and um, make sure people will believe in your strategy um, more and believe in you more as a leader. And that requires you putting yourself through hardship and getting rid of self-doubt, like I said, and then preparing them for when you have to go through some hardship like COVID or the coronavirus that comes out of nowhere or the housing crises in the 2000s or you know, whatever other crises we seem to have about every 11 to 13 years in the pattern of life in our economy, at least in the United States. 
Um, so um, that often affects the world at this point. So I don't know, what are your thoughts, Elaine? I mean, how, I mean, I guess, how do you feel that self-doubt it, it should be eliminated and, and how do you gain confidence to, to go into things that you haven't experienced before? I think this um, ties in really closely with what we talked about on the last episode um, or the two episodes ago, just about getting experience and how that helps to build more confidence um, in leaders in professionally and personally. I think that, you know, I might take this a different direction, but you hear a lot um, about imposter syndrome in new leaders and new, you know, people that are just in any new industry, right? Or any new role. So whether you're a speaker, an author, or you want to start a food blog, you know, it could be anything, but you always have that little bit of self-doubt when starting something new. I think even the most confident of people experience self-doubt. I know that I have, um, I assume that in times in your life, maybe you have, maybe not, but I think that a lot of times when start trying something new or starting, you know, in something you've never done before, you experience that what they call imposter syndrome. And basically, if you've never heard of imposter syndrome, it's basically, even if you have all the credentials, you know, you have all the experience, whatever it is, when you step into that new role and you kind of get more people looking at you or expecting things from you, you start to feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, like I am not experienced enough to be doing this, or I am not, you know, good enough to be in this role or handling this problem, whatever it is. And you kind of feel like an imposter in that role. You feel like you're, you don't, you're not, you don't have the credentials or experience to be there. And I think that overcoming that is one of the most important things um, as a leader or as, you know, even if you're not a leader in your role, maybe you are an employer, a member of a team, um, and you're not, so to speak, the leader or creator of a business or brand. I think anyone can have that imposter syndrome whenever they're starting something new. And it, it causes a lot of self-doubt and it actually stems from self-doubt too. So it's kind of like this never ending cycle. And I think finding ways that you can, you know, remind yourself, whether it's, you know, doing affirmations every day or doing more self-development reading or podcasts like this or whatever it is, um, or talking to a mentor, you know, because I guarantee that that person that's a few steps ahead of you has walked through where you are. So they have that experience too, um, to, to give you that insight into, you know, this is how I dealt with that. This is how I dealt with this. So I think just, you know, battling self-doubt is very important because you won't be able to make it to that next that next step or really to achieve anything if you can't get past that initial self-doubt. So I think there's a lot of different tactics. Maybe we could talk a little bit more about that as we end, end this episode um, of just different ways. You know, I know I said a couple of like self-help books and podcasts like this and, you know, doing affirmations every day, really just tuning yourself in mentally um, to motivate yourself. I don't know, Justin, if you have any experience. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, I'm very familiar with the imposter syndrome. I I understand the term and I, I know that it's a very catchy term. I kind of disagree with the use of it, but it's okay. Um, an imposter is someone that's pretending to be someone that they're not. Um, so like, I guess in my opinion, the mindset there, and I, I, this is one of those things where I disagree with mainstream just as an entrepreneur, because 
as an entrepreneur, the minute you do something, you're gaining experience in it and you're in a first level. So, so for someone to call you imposter is kind of a funny thing. I do recognize the feeling though. I just disagree with the word, I guess, in its use. And here's why. Because when I started the podcast, like Martin Luther King, uh, they did the Martin Luther King podcast for Justin and Food Entrepreneurs. I, by use of this word, was a podcast host imposter. It was the first episode I did. I was starting it and I was pretending to be a podcaster if I go by that method, right? And I agree with it. I know Justin Bizarro's mindset. I know my brain. I know for some reason I had self-doubt in my head there. Now it's kind of funny. It's like the whole public speaking thing, how afraid I was to be on stage like as a kid. And now it's like no problem whatsoever. Like you can't shut me up. And so I don't know why it is, but I do know that if we think less about it as I'm impostering something and more that I'm gaining my first experience in something to become a professional, um, that's okay. And even in the podcast, like, it's okay to admit and be self-aware with your audience. Like it's okay to be vulnerable and say, this is my first, I am learning this. I'm doing the journey with you, you know? And so that's how credibility happens. You just, you know, you want to get rid of the imposter syndrome. You, you then, and you want to have confidence, like rate the confidence where you are. And I'm not saying don't have an ego and don't have big dreams and don't, pave people the road like obviously like i ideally want fsp and primal rock to be billion dollar companies that's a big dream it scares the crap out of people and it gives a lot of people a lot of self doubt well how are you going to do that that's a big goal and what's going to happen to me what's going to happen to my job and what's going to happen to my family and da 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 and so um but that being said is am i imposter of being a billionaire because i'm setting up and saying that i'm going to be a billionaire am i a billionaire imposter you know so that's hard for me because i think that we've created in society as an identification of fear to give it a term but the reality is is the minute you step out of yourself to an uncomfortable situation you're gaining experience in whatever it is that you want to become a professional. So it's by far not an imposter. You could say you're an apprentice. You could say I am learning, but you're definitely not impostering something now because you're whatever. Now, the reason I think the term is relevant in another way is there are a lot of people that don't have experience in things like tangible things like manufacturing or food in my case or things that that go and be consultants and claim to be credible in those things and that's more of impostering something where you falsify your experience or or aren't self-aware enough to take your experience and be like uh, i don't have enough experience to do this to be this i need to go get more experience and so that's also admitting i'm an amateur and i'm an apprentice i wouldn't call it an imposter but you certainly don't want to go out pretending you're a professional. And so, you know, it's like the Centering Leadership Podcast. It's a developing thing. Am I a professional leadership coach? No. Am I Justin Bizarro, professional entrepreneur, food person? Yep. 
did I put leadership and learn all my skills in food and business? Yes, I have those skills. But do I go out and coach it and am I professional in it? Nope. Even after 23, maybe arguably way more years with whatever athletics and all that and businesses of leadership, I still am an amateur in what I'm doing with the podcast. We are still learning as I go, as we go, which just by pure coincidence, we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, um, divinely that it ties this podcast all together. So I really like this topic, Elena, and I'm glad you brought it up because I always, I identify it in, in a very black and white way. And I know words aren't always meant to be literal, but in this case, and in, in, in the world of getting rid of self-doubt, you need to be very literal with things. And you need to be very literal about what's someone else's opinion and insecurities and what are yours. And what are the insecurities you need to get over, not someone else's for you. And in the minute you start doing that, you're not impostering anything. And if you are a consulting business, and you are trying to gain experience and you don't want to be imposter, just give away your services for free or volunteer it or do whatever or go work for someone and then go volunteer. But like there has to be the steps of gaining the experience, learning from someone else, entrepreneur groups, podcasts. I don't know what it is, but it needs to be filling your head. And when it comes to consulting and stuff, like I deal with a lot of consultants and, and, and people that are claiming to be pros in this and pros in that and we'll get you you know followers or whatever the thing is today um like how do you like i mean it's this simple how do you trust someone that's never gone through the experience or that is willing to admit they are going through the experience like i'm it's a journey not a destination but that's what it is so you know what i say Elena and I are professional podcasters. Um, I don't know. I sure should think we're having a lot of fun doing it and gaining the experience. And so if we put titles on it and we give labels, as I guess generations call it, if we label ourselves as imposters or worry about being imposters and label ourselves that way, you just put the self-doubt there yourself. Like it's just a self-prophecy. Like I'm like, why do we do that? If we, we put it into our brain, we manifest it. And so for me, um, I don't surround myself by people that are, are naturally doubting in themselves. It's just, it's too much for me. I can't, like, I can pick up people and I can grow people, but my closest circles, like my closest people that see the most vulnerable me, the authentic me, like I need confident people that are willing to plow the road forward that take negativities and look at them as opportunities to grow and things like that. Because when they don't doubt themselves, they're not also putting their doubts on me and vice versa. If I'm confident in myself and I don't do, I don't put doubts on them and I still do it. Don't get me wrong. In my relationship with Deborah, there's doubts that are misplaced. There's doubts in work that are misplaced, it happens. We all have them. I still make mistakes. I'm still learning in this. And I'm still, in this case, an imposter because in the reality is, is it's a lifelong pursuit and no one ever becomes um, the ultimate of any one thing. You know, we become a strive for excellence and being excellence in our life and having a well-roundedness, but being well-rounded and being a a full grown human means you're not great at just one thing.
It's just the way it is. You can be known for something, but I wouldn't let it define you. And so how do you get rid of self-doubt and not be an imposter? It's confidence. It's looking at your circles. It's making better decisions. It's learning to say no. Like no is a powerful word. Just say no. Like seriously, I know I don't want to drink. No, I don't want to go out. No, I don't want to do this. No, I want to work on my health instead. No, on Friday, I'm going to work out instead of going out. No, I don't need to do this. No, I'm not going to let you pressure me. No, I'm not going to do what you asked me to do. Like it's about protecting yourself and setting your own boundaries. And so how do you not be an imposter and not have self-doubt? Um, really, it's having an honest conversation with yourself. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of these uh, things I see online about mindset. And so, you know, the mindset, this, that other thing. And really, it just comes down to this. It's I am self-aware to know that for my entire life, I know nothing. And I have to learn as much as I can always. And while people will come to me for my expertise, I'm still constantly having to gain experience for people to constantly believe that I'm credible because I have to continue to grow and gain experience for those to look at me with less experience and less gross as a model. And there's people ahead of me, guys, that are mentoring me that are younger or older than me in age that are farther along in the entrepreneurial journey or the leadership journey or whatever. Because listen, I'm, I may be better than that person at food, but that person may be a better person at figuring out how to do logistics and I need to listen to them. I need to learn because I'm not, I'm an, you know, an imposter in logistics world, you know, because we're still a 23 year old company and there's UPS and FedEx and all these companies that are logistics giants. So, you know, little old food service partners here comparatively. Yeah. We'd probably be a little imposter because we're playing around in distribution with our, you know, small or fleet comparatively, even though it's fairly large. Right. So like, it's just a matter of perspective. And so how do you get rid of self-doubt? Change your perspective of yourself and realize that there's nothing that can happen without working out, working out your brain, working out your body. It just doesn't happen. And if you want to become credible and you don't want to be an imposter, um, just go learn from someone and someone else can help give you credibility. This podcast can give you credibility. Drop the name. Oh, I'm at work. Well, how are you doing? Uh, you need to do better leadership. Well, I'm doing a really good job. I'm listening to Centurion Leadership Podcast. I'm listening to Jocko Willing's podcast on leadership and stuff like, and I'm reading this book, that book, and that one. Like, those are tangible things. And especially if they're, you then turn around and use them and get rid of your own self-doubt by practicing the, the things you hear on the podcast or the things you read in the books. So... It's a really good question, Elaine. I think a lot of young people suffer from it because there's so many much fear mongering that goes on. It pushes a lot of doubt into people. And there's are imposters out there that try to take advantage of people and don't and have programs that are like, oh, get rich quick and pay my fee and I'll help you out. And then they get screwed. That's an imposter. And so I think there's a lot of that. And I think there's a lot of consultants, even in the food business right now, blows my mind. How many people come in and be food consultants and have no operations experience and, and try to represent these clients with the manufacturer? I'm like, what is going on here? And so it's, you know, that's the thing to me, like realize what you don't know, be humble enough to have a partnership with someone 
like admit what you don't know and admit you're willing to learn. And I'll tell you anyone who does well in my organization or within my um, management, they're the ones who admit from very early on that they want to learn and they, they don't know a lot and they're willing to learn whatever it takes from me. And they're, they want to be an entrepreneur or they want to be, um, build a brand or they want to do whatever in food and like the willingness to admit that I don't know is seems like doubt, but honestly, it's like the thing they do in a, uh, I'm Justin and I'm a, an alcoholic, for example, like you admit it. And once you admit it, like there's no more doubt, like say it out loud. I am just bizarre. And I have doubt about public speaking. It's the same philosophy. And, you know, it's kind of funny because there are real no steps to life, but steps, programs, steps like we're doing with the core values, things like that and in, in putting it in achievable steps to build a foundation. So when life does add to chaos, you're more prepared, you know, so things like that, like you gain confidence in ways. If you're struggling with something, you know, like we just talked about, doubt comes from sometimes the decisions we make or background issues or family dynamics. Like just go talk to someone also. Like I really like that's, I've done it. Like seriously, anyone can listen. I've been therapist, professional for my career, for personal, whatever, since 2010. Like seriously, it's a very huge part of my life. And I am a very emotional person and you think I'd be like more calm. But what they've taught me is that I have superpowers in my emotions, but it doesn't mean that I don't do things logically still. I just, I don't make decisions emotionally, but I use them as the beacon. So self-doubt is just me telling myself I need to go gain more experience. Go and I need more experience. And so let me go get it. And I admit it. I need more experience. Can you help me get more experience? I just said it out loud to someone else. Boom, self-doubt gone. Seriously, it works. I don't know why it does when you say it out loud to someone else. And so, and make sure that someone else is someone who's been down the road, not like a parent or a friend that's going to be doubt that doesn't understand where you're going through. I don't mean that to get rid of self-doubt because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who has been through something and they have something that you want, meaning it's not maybe you don't want to be just a Mazzara food entrepreneur, you know, whatever. You don't want to be exactly me, but you want to be successful in your life similarly to the way that I have. And so then they would come to me for that similar thing. Hey, how would you do this? And I can give you comments. Hey, I've been there before. Let's do this. It's okay that you said it out loud, we're good, right? I understand because I've been there and believe me, it's rough and you're not alone because self-doubt is really also the feeling of loneliness. Like you're the only one going through it. So. I think that makes a lot of sense and that will definitely help so many people that are struggling with that um, in this time. And I think that everything shared today will definitely reach a, a ton of people that are struggling with whatever it is, you know, starting in a new industry, starting in a new role position and just help be a source of positivity for them. If you really charged me up on that one, that was a good question. Oh, uh, yeah. like, no, that was amazing.
I'm glad. Well, we appreciate everyone listening and we hope to have you back um, on another episode soon. That was outstanding. <laughs>